and welcome. You've made it. You're here. This is what you were looking for. It's the third ever episode of Chomping at the Bits, the podcast that goes with everything. Um, today, we are here to talk about the one, the only, Street Fighter 2. That means we're going to talk about like 16 games. Uh, I'm Rich Meister, of course, here to dragon punch you to victory. I am joined by one Ray McGill. Ray, what's going on? I'm just really happy we're here talking about the game series that made Capcom realize that they could port Resident Evil 4 a thousand times and still make money. You know, just add that laser sight and it gets the job done. But what if we, uh, you know, got it, got it on Switch? It's time for Resident Evil 4 on Switch. We're ready. I mean, it's time for Resident Evil 4 ready. on Switch. I mean, it's time for it on modern fridges. They have screens. It's already on modern fridges. It's going to be the new Doom, um, baby. Give it 20 years. New Doom, baby. That voice you're hearing is Eric Ortiz back to uh, teach us what it means to, uh, to beat Akuma. Eric, what's going on? Hello. You can't. He's really hard. Uh, purposely so. He can throw fireballs in the air. Yeah, he's like Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. It's like it's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> that's that's the lore, man. Akuma is. You saw Akuma once and nobody believed you, and then you Googled it years later, and you were like, "Oh, that was real." I that was a real thing. Was that right. happened. So when I was growing up, I used to think, "Okay, well, it makes sense that they're broken because they're supposed to be the guys. Like they're the guys." But nowadays. It's just it was like getting to a kill anger. screen fighting Akuma. Kind of. Listen, yeah. if you look closely in the background, you could see him in the background of the pit punching Reptile. What? Oh, is that what he I fell into the pit and I fought Reptile. Classic. Um, yeah. So we're gonna talk about Street. Fi- we're gonna talk about Street Fighter and Street Fighter Two. Um, this episode's really gonna be more Street Fighter Two focused, just because I personally um, think that. Uh, Street Fighter feels like more of a blueprint, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, because um, the way I want to start this is um, history with the franchise. So, Ray, I'll let you kick it off. When Give us a little like lowdown on your, your first run-in with whether it was Street Fighter or Street Fighter 2, because I personally didn't play the original Street Fighter until years after I'd played 300 versions of Street Fighter 2. I only played the original Street Fighter two days ago when I bought the 30th Anniversary Collection. It was a couple years ago for me at this point, but yeah, it was when I bought that is when I played it for the first time. Yeah, but my history of Street Fighter 2 is a lot longer. Um, I think my first version I ever played of it was on the Super Nintendo. And then also I played it a bunch in one specific arcade when I was a young child. A popular place to have birthday parties was this arcade called Fast Fingers. What uh, town f- over where you would that's a name you would rent it out and it was nothing but arcades that were set on free play it was like a children's birthday party place like it was only for rent like that there was no like daily quarter operation nope as far no as daily quarter operation it was huh. yeah it was purely a birthday place like it had like some like lunch tables where you get like shitty you know roller rink style pizza you know cake and then you play video games and it would have games like uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, I remember, was popular. Perfect. Uh, Mappy Land. And yeah, they had a Street Fighter II cabinet. So As, as everyone played. did. Do, do you know offhand, like, it, you were probably a young child, so I don't blame you if you don't. Do you know what version they had? No. I would have no way of knowing that. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only time I can... Like, I definitely encountered Street Fighter II cabinets as a child, but I d- distinctly remember, like... 
a place in the city having a, a championship edition cabinet, and that was the first time I felt like I got real play, but... Um, it was definitely Eric- championship edition, because I remember playing as the bosses. Oh, so at least championship edition. Yeah, but I don't know if it was like, you know, a re- you know revision one or something. Revision one, or if they were up to like turbo or something at that point. It definitely we, wasn't we turbo. Know. It was before turbo was really wide. Okay. Um, Eric, what about you? Where, where does your where does your Street Fighter history begin? I think it was definitely two. It had to be in Nathan's. Remember when Nathan's was around here, but it was the arcade Nathan's yeah. that you got every birthday? I think it was there. Um, definitely Championship Edition, I believe, because you could play as the bosses. Um, but you were playing as Vega. Yeah. You were playing Championship yeah. Edition. Vega was in it. And um, yeah, it just wasn't good. Same thing with the... Other fighters like Marvel's Capcom and all that, I just could not. I was I wasn't good at it. So, like if I could pull off a Hadoken, I was thrilled. But the furthest I ever got was just I don't know, lightly playing it when I was younger because I just didn't get fighting games at that time. Like even with Mortal Kombat, I just messed around until I eventually won by spamming. But with Street Fighter, same deal. Like I just enjoyed it for what it was. I like the characters of it. I like I love the music. It was so cool. Um, but I just felt like I could never really compete in that game, and I just gave up until like a decade later when I, I played it on, I think, the Xbox Live Arcade or something like that. And then I started to just get a hang of fighting games and get good at that. Yeah, and th- that would have been probably Super Turbo HD Remix, which is where I think I I put like a lot of time in for the first time, which is crazy because I don't, as an adult, I don't like the balancing on that version, mm. um, as Ray alluded to earlier. But I think... I think the Super Nintendo version might have been the first version I had access to readily um, as a kid. Uh, the controller situation there throws you off a bit, but we can at least be grateful we didn't have to contend with the garbage sound on the Genesis version, even if they did have the six-button controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, the problem is if you didn't have a six-button controller on the Genesis, you had to switch between much punches worse. and kicks yeah. by pressing start. Like God intended <laughs> It was all I've, I play. I had a cousin who had that version, but had no six button. My cousins controllers. had that version also, but they only had one six button controller. Oh, so that that's um, that's so the that's cheater. How you decided who won? Yeah, that's the cheater. Yeah, yeah. It's my house, so I get the six button controller. Ooh. That was like going to a cousin's house that had like an N sixty four. They have one real controller, and then like <laughs> here's your controller. Here's your like Mad Cat's Nico abomination. Yeah. You could have the Mad Cats version. I'm like, no, please. You need to wear this glove we we taped up with electrical tape while you're holding that controller. No, please. Um, but yeah. So th- I mean, I think it's the same for me. I I was never good at Street Fighter. I'm still not. Uh, I've grown over the course of the years through like Evo and stuff to sort of have a, a pretty good appreciation for high level play. But I will never in my fucking life get there. I'll never be one of these dudes who can, like, one-handed school anyone who walks up to them. It's insane to me. It's literally baffling. But it's kind of crazy what uh, fighting games became. And, like, Evo and all that, it kind of all starts with Street Fighter, which is why I think it's such an important game. Oh, yeah, Um, for sure. So if we can delve, like, real quick into the history of Street Fighter 1, which I think is more important, so... Back in 87, basically, um, it was first shown off by Capcom Japan in Philadelphia, actually. They had the Capcom America team uh, get a bunch of arcade distributors out to sort of show off this new flashy game they made, um, which was Street Fighter. And the original Street Fighter is very simple. Um, The only playable characters are Ryu and Ken. Uh, Beyond that, you have 
you have other bosses. You have Sagat in that game as like the big bad in the end. Bro, you have Eagle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not do that. Let's go with the real names, everyone, please. Eagle was one of their names. Which one was Eagle? He's the guy with the batons. He got added into one like later. I don't even fucking remember that guy. <laughs> no, and then <laughs> there was also Mike. There is Adon, who got reintroduced later. Birdie without his weird yeah. look. Yes. Inferior past Birdie. Gen was I mean, in it. That waterfall punching fuck. I bring up Zagat because he's the one that matters. Hey, Gen matters. To someone. Put someone that on a shirt. Somewhere Gen matters. Gen matters. That's going to be the first t-shirt for this podcast. What about Skullamania? Skullamania! I Everybody love Skullamania and... Oh god, I can't wait. Will we ever do an episode about Street Fighter EX? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to be like, and absolutely I'm, not. I was like, oof. We're waiting ten years so we can do an episode about fighting EX Lair. Oh, okay. I like it. Um, But yeah, so Street Fighter sells, and I going back, I don't know how I would have felt about it if I were there at the time, but going back to Street Fighter 1 is tough, man. Um... It feels like really weird and stilted and slow, which is crazy because Street Fighter 2's thing is how fast it is. And um, getting into Street Fighter 2 a little bit more, like the whole purpose of that is like one of the big development cells of Street Fighter 2 is they the team that was coming in didn't even like the original Street Fighter. Uh, like if you read like Nishigiyama's stuff, he talks about how he didn't really care for that game. He thought it was too slow. And if he was going to do a sequel, he wanted to do something that was bigger and better, which I think they ended up settling on. But before that, um, the sequel to street fighter was almost street fighter 89, uh, which was a conveyor belt sort of brawler, which ended up changing its name to final fight. Uh, and eventually Cody made his way into street fighter. So, you know. Mayor we, we Mike Hagar. Mayor Mike Hagar. But uh, there was almost a world where Final Fight was, in fact, the sh- proper Street Fighter sequel. Uh, but instead, they decided to kind of expand upon what Street Fighter was. And at the time, to I, I was too young, obviously, but to see that game in arcades in its heyday, um, it was such a step up. So many things that feel like a given now. Uh, just the, the eight playable characters, basically. A lot of the sort of like UN of characters. I mean, they're basically racial stereotypes at this point, but having like all these representatives from across the world, you know, you have your, your doll you have Blanca, uh, Guile with his weird hair and his, his brilliant music. Um, Chun-Li just, it, every character in street fighter is weird and over the top and memorable. And even, even if like, <laughs> You can kind of look at Dalzim now and be like, what were you guys thinking? It still feels like their heart was in the right place. It could have been way worse. Like, oh, it could have absolutely been way worse. Like, you look at, like, Zangief, you're like, all right, that, that, that's all right. It's not like, you know, Vodka Drunskinski in the original Punch-Out. Sure, yeah. Yeah, not, like, intentionally offensive. Um, I mean, plus on the memorable bit, too, you have people who really just even haven't played Street Fighter, but no Street Fighter. Like, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Like, people know it's who Balrog in- is, and he didn't You even, mean Mike Tyson? Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Like, people know Balrog For legal is, reasons. and go, yeah, it was supposed to be Mike Tyson. They've never played the game before, though. Yet they still know that, because it's just a memorable character, or even a Sagat. Like, it's just kind of crazy how... Crouching so tiger people, position is the best way to sleep. Of course. And, uh, 
you just have so many people who can identify with it and go, oh, sweet, like, I know that guy. And they barely have even touched the game. But well, yeah, they, they see Jean-Claude Van Damme, and they know that's Guile. There you go. Yeah, they, they've seen the, the hit movie uh, Street Fighter, and they have played Street Fighter the movie The Game, the unforgettable uh, you know, game that just could not be stopped. But that's just it. Street Fighter was one, probably one of the first video games, aside from, like, a Mario or a Donkey Kong that was setting the world on fire to, like, seep into cultural consciousness and things like evo spawned out from that and it just it was a mainstay and that's why again street fighter 2 just talking about how weirdly important it is um it was fast it was colorful it had these memorable characters and then it sort of lit this fire in capcom and if you go back and take a look at a lot of like interviews from back then the development team was hanging out in arcades and watching people play this game um creeps it, it yeah well that's what led to so many iterations of it and one thing i actually wanted to talk about was how this changed uh arcades in japan and and basically a big thing there is look at arcade cabinets in the u.s like you go into not so much anymore because there aren't any mar- more arcades in, in america so much these days but you'd walk in you'd have the big standing arcade cabinet with a player on each side you know you walk in put your quarter down on the glass you're up and there was sort of this very like aggressive nature of like oh i'm gonna be the best i'm gonna showboat and all this japanese culture was not and is not like that and it eventually led to those sort of more modern japanese machines you see now where it's two monitors facing away from each other where you never have to look your opponent in the eye um you can just sort of sit down and play without having to have that It, it creates a disconnect so you don't feel like you're showing off you see those more in America now, I feel like, like with like modern like arcades, like a round one sort of style. They have them there, and I feel like we're seeing them more so because they're just importing them directly from Japan these days. Like they have Persona Four Arena Ultimax machines in yeah. the round one in our town that has um. Well, also you're not going to see like cabinet. you're not going to see American versions of like Initial D where you could put in like your weird game credit card that saves your progress. And I think that's a shame. It is a shame. Uh, but yeah, so it it definitely like really really shaped uh, arcade scenes in that way, and you'll see lasting impact there. But then the other thing was that sort of playground rumor that games tend to spawn was so much bigger in arcades, and we kind of touched on this a little bit at the top when uh, you guys were talking about you know like Mortal Kombat's you know fall into the pit and fight reptile or oh you can battle Akuma in uh, Street Fighter Two and. Street Fighter 2 is the single, I, I, I think it's fair to say, the single most iterated upon video game ever. There are so many versions of Street Fighter 2, and a lot of that came not just from wanting to add new content, but from the dev team watching people play in arcades and exploit things, and then wanting to fix it, but then also sort of adding new stuff into those boards as they went about it. And they had to convince these arcade distributors to basically continuously keep buying new boards sometimes new entire cabinets and this went on from i want to say if i can just verify years from it would have been the the last version of street fighter 2 that was probably arcade ready was in like 97 but i mean we just got a version of street fighter 2 for the nintendo switch in 2014 that had new content damn yes hungry hungry ken or whatever the hell he's called Uh, (laughs) extremely aggressive ken oh that's right Mm-hmm. Conflict but, resolution, Ken. Yeah, he's our favorite. 
but if you guys want to speak to it a little bit, uh, what I feel like Street Fighter Two feels like a game I can always go back to, and like what what kind of stands out to you guys? What about Street Fighter Two makes it stand the test of time in terms of fighting games? Yeah, whoever wants to jump in, uh, Eric, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I think it's just at this point. I was talking about how. In the beginning, I thought it was a difficult time to even play a game like that when I was younger. I don't know. Nowadays, I feel that it's actually not that bad to just jump into and give it a shot anymore. Um, obviously, there are characters that I still would have to look up a move list or two, like Balrog or the others. But um, actually, is Balrog in too? Am I am I saying this correctly? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just want to make sure. Balrog is in Street Fighter too. I like the char- I, They've had so many different iterations to it that I just keep the character screen open for it now. So, um, yeah, like. <sighs> I always played Fei Long like in every game that he was in after a while because I just vibed with him the most and he ended up being easy. But um, I find that with 2, the music, the nostalgia, it's just really simple to just hop into it and give it a shot. Um, you know, with other iterations, like if you're playing EX, 3, or otherwise, or 4, I find that it, it's the same game in its core, but with 2, it really just feels like an original in itself, which is kind of wild. Um but I don't know. It's more of a comfortability thing for me. Like, if it's available, I'm not going to outwardly seek to. But if I had the option to play two Turbo Championship Edition, whatever the, the latest one was, regardless of any balance changes or what have you, I don't know. I always mm-hmm. just prefer it. And that's always been the case. I, I think of, again, the Xbox Arcade at the time for a lot of those reasons. I had four when it w- had just come out. Um, and I think I still played two <laughs> more than four. Uh, and I played it online more than four. It just seemed like a tighter game to me, and I enjoy the sprite work. I think visually it looks great. Um, and and just four is real, great. It is. It's I, just. It's just. I, I a like four more than game. five, but yeah, two it's just has a different like this... game. Two's just really fucking good looking. I can't explain it. Um, it's just tight. It's a tight game. And with other games like that, I had played, and I had. I think I had a uh, four. I think five came out recently after that, and I was a dumpster fire of a launch too. I just, two just yes, seemed like yes, a complete package. And I can jump into that game knowing I'm going to get the full thing, which is ironic because they had so many iterations. Um, and I'm good to go. It was just a fun time. Well, that's the thing that's funny, right? Is I think when I fire up, like, I was playing a lot of that 30th anniversary collection to prepare for this. And I had to, like, think about it and be like, which one's the one I like? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, which one do I actually enjoy here? And I mean, the, the short answer is it's super turbo. I think that's kind of the, the best feeling one to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys land on that. Um, it's got the, the coolest stuff. Like super turbo is the one where you have Akuma and that's a totally different age of video games where like, how was anybody supposed to find this stuff? And the answer is, well, three months after the board launched, they would leak it to a video game magazine <laughs> who would put it out and then people would start doing it in arcades because I mean, to, I think I wrote it down here. Yeah. To get, to get to Akuma, you have to beat the game without dying and get to M. Bison in under 25 minutes. And then no matter how good you are, Akuma just teleports and throws three fireballs in the air and you and you die. That's wild. Can't you play as him like if you hover on yes. Ryu and then move the, it, to like... That one's insane. That was one of the things I think they slipped to EGM like a couple months after it came out. Like it was in that version of the board, but clearly they never intended on anybody finding that by accident. Like, stumbling across Akuma, the fight, that's easy enough to happen for somebody who's really good at the game. But yeah. figuring out that weird combination so you can play as Akuma, and Akuma is broken as shit, he's as broken as when you fight him. But that's like some, like, fatality level stuff. Like, you know, they didn't yeah, publish yeah, that 100%. stuff. Yeah, 
yeah, it but perpetuates uh, that playground myth. Yeah, I want to actually say like when it came to like me and like playing Street Fighter, like I remember in elementary school, one of my classmates in like third grade had a strategy guide for I for like the Super Nintendo version of the game and all of us in the class poured over that thing like it was, you know, some sort of sacred text. It was the scripture. It was the scripture. It had the Gospels of Ken. Um, but also I want to say at Street Fighter, what I find so impressive about it was how it created, like, this critical mass in a time, A, before consumer internet, um, B, it didn't need, like, a gimmicks or outrage to do it like as much as i love mortal Kombat, like it, it relied on outrage to sort of you know controversy equals cash sort of thing mm-hmm, sure street fighter was really organic like it felt like it's not like it was almost felt like the grunge movement of like a fighting game where it's just like people are playing in these like dingy friggin arcades it's like yo did you hear about this yo did you hear about this and then you get this critical mass and you do you get something eventually like evo which, you know, until very recently, Street whatever the current iteration of Street Fighter was, was its most popular game, which I think now it's like Smash or something. But it was uh, drag- it was uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is a great fighting game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it, it's like it's just a special game. I mean, even if you look at, you know, the motions and stuff that are done, like like I know I just call quarters quarter circle forward is a fireball motion for me. Yeah, for 100%. And, like, you yeah. know, there's the Shoto. Like, who's the Shoto of this game? Like, meaning, like, oh, who's the Ken and Ryu of this game? You know, Everybody, they, they codified. America. But but that's the thing that's so amazing, too, is... And at the time, it, it was insane when you, you look at, like, the game that came before, which is Street Fighter, which is like, okay, here's two characters you can play as. It was... There's this game now where you can... Eventually, you, you can play some of the bosses when new versions came out, but... There's eight characters, and they're also distinct. And even the characters that are like carbon copies of each other, like Ryu and Ken, they're not exactly carbon copies because there's little things that are, are different. Like uh, Ryu rewards like this more sort of laid back, like you know, fire pop off fireballs and like slow and steady, keep your guard up to play. Whereas Ken is really more about the dragon punches, like getting damage in from the dragon punches. It rewards aggressive play. Well, they differed that over time, if I remember. Like, you know, you play Super Turbo. Not in the Turbo. initial launch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like, play Super Turbo, Super Turbo, that's the case. But you play original Street Fighter 2, they're, they're the one exact one. same. Yeah. And yeah. I gotta say, even in prep for this, I played some different versions of Street Fighter 2 just to experience some differences. Like, I played the Genesis version, I played the SNES please, version. Please talk to us about the GBA version. <laughs> No, well, not the, it was wasn't the GBA version. It was the Game Boy. Oh, the okay, the original Game Boy. That would have been a, a ninety five release. Am I correct? Yeah, it's real bad. It's it felt actually more like Street Fighter One than it did Street Fighter Two, which is actually amazing because you know Game Boy is very limited in its buttons, so it almost had this weird carryover from the story of the original street fighter arcade the one with the big pressure buttons where naturally the intensity of your punch or kick which were each just assigned to one button like b was punch a was kick it was Mm -hmm. assigned to if you just tap the button or you held it so if you held it it did the strong version and if you tapped it it did the weak version and it's bad yeah it contextual is an insane decision but like what else can you do but also 
it, it's kind of like the the Street Fighter Four version for three D for three DS. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to. I don't want to play that. Nope, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it just does not feel right. Doesn't. I'm look trying that great. to find so I can make sure. Yes, okay, that was the version I was thinking of. Do either of you? I would. I would. It's very hard to find at this point. Have any experience with Street Fighter Two uh, X for the Dreamcast? No. No. The reason I find this version fascinating is because you guys probably know about Dreamcast. Like, Dreamcast is a, a goddamn arcade machine because of the way those things are developed. So, Street Fighter 2X was, like, very limited production. I don't think it actually came outside of Japan. Um, and it is a near-arcade perfect version of Street Fighter 2 that actually, at launch, could use the Dreamcast network to play online. Oh, that's pretty nuts. That is insane. Which, like, it's such a weird piece of history, because it was probably the first online fighting game. Like, I can't find any evidence to support anything trying trying stuff. Like, like who knows how stable that connection was, but it was an arcade-perfect version of the game where you could play online. Well, I think Japan had wider adoption of broadband before the U.S. did. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. So, like, you know, for things like Fantasy Star Online, and, you know, I think you were able to sort of probably do that easier there. And I'm not surprised it didn't see a U.S. release at the time because broadband and adoption probably wasn't high enough yet to really warrant it. Because otherwise, I feel like by that point, by what, Dreamcast came out in 99, so this would have came out in early 2000s. Like, Capcom probably wouldn't have batted an eyelash. Like, oh, port Street Fighter 2 again? Sure, but if it was so dependent on the online, that's probably the only thing that would stop yeah, that because uh, beyond that, I don't know what the differences were. I, I believe it was, I believe it was Turbo, but it was Street Fighter Two, you know, X Grand Grandmaster Challenge, and there was an arcade version of that. I believe also, I believe it was built on the arcade hardware, but that's hard to verify because again, it never came outside of Japan. Yeah, but the um, like you said, the Dreamcast really was like an arcade machine. I mean, Sega. It was made by Sega, and it it so, had everything. Yeah. It had you know you you had the JoJo, you had your Street Fighters, you had everything you could have wanted. But like having an arcade perfect Street Fighter in there is perfection to me because kind of to go back to Eric's point a little bit earlier, like there's something about Street Fighter that is just welcoming, and I think it's. I like Mortal Kombat as much as anybody else, but when you see Street Fighter 2 running next to Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat just looks rigid by comparison, and Street Fighter is just colorful and loud, and the backgrounds are insane. Um, it just draws the eye. It, it still feels like a showpiece with oh, that art, even today. It's very colorful, like, and it kept, it kept that throughout. Like, You look at the main characters, like, yeah, Ryu is mostly in white, but Ken is in red, very eye-popping. Chun-Li's mostly in blue. Guile's in green. You know, so they each have their, like, motifs that, you know, anyone can recognize. No one's sure what Blanca is, but I don't know what Brazilian people did to piss off the developers of this game to be like, this is your your guy. Yeah, we're going to make them this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then on the opposite end of that, look at their sumo wrestler, E. Honda. How yeah. he could weigh a thousand pounds, but look how he has like a six pack that's like visible on his giant stomach. They made him the best E-Honda's looking pretty guy. Cool. <laughs> E-Honda's pretty cool. Um, I want to talk about, I feel like I say this is common knowledge, but probably in like the circles I run in at this point. Um, I pulled a quote from one of the devs, uh, Noritaka 
Funamizu talking about how the combo system in Street Fighter 2, and this is kind of the birth of combo systems in fighting games, was made entirely by accident. Um, so this would have been coming into Super Street Fighter 2. Uh, and there's a quote from him. He goes, While I was making a bug check during the card bonus stage, I noticed something strange. Curious. I taped the sequence and we saw that during the punch timing, it was possible to add a second hit and so on. I thought this was something impossible to make useful inside a game, as the timing balance was so hard to catch. So we decided to leave the feature as a hidden one. The most interesting thing is that this became the base for future titles. Later, we were able to make the timing more comfortable and the combo into a real feature. In Street Fighter 2, we thought if you got the perfect timing, you could play several hits, up to four, I think. Then we managed to place eight. A bug? Maybe. So, Bug is responsible for the shit afterwards, like Killer Instinct, where you could just leave the controller down for a half hour and watch Fulgore just do yeah, whatever. Go that get. Wasn't there a Penny Arcade comic about that? Like, going to make a sandwich while Killer oh, Instinct yeah, just yeah, runs yeah. a combo? Yeah, it's like one of their old 90s ones, I think. Yeah. That's um, But that's wild, which is why, like, no version of Street Fighter... I don't think any version of Street Fighter 2 actually has a combo counter. No, um, they don't. Um, no, yeah. uh, Super Turbo. Okay, yeah, Su- Super Turbo was where the biggest changes came, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, do either of you <laughs> have any experience with uh, some of the, like the ROM hack stuff? Because I downloaded some of it, uh, I, particularly Rainbow Edition, because that's the one people talk about. I was going to say, I never played Rainbow, but after reading Polygon's oral history, I want to play Rainbow now, even though... You know, obviously we have official ones that are a lot more balanced and stole the good stuff from it. Well, the funny thing is I didn't spend a ton of time with it, but like Rainbow, like it gives Chun-Li a projectile. Um, Again, they stole the good stuff from it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, precisely. They stole the good stuff from it. Like it, it, I won't like harp on Rainbow Edition, but go look up some videos if you're remotely interested because it just it breaks all the rules and does some very weird stuff. I've never done that. You should you should check it out. I would adv- I would advise it. Like not even saying like because uh, it would be illegal for me to sit, tell you to go download this illegal ROM. Um, watch some footage of it. I'm recording this. <laughs> yeah, you're going to jail. That's pretty. The cool. cops I'll are already. To, at I'll actually, door. I'll look it up on YouTube though after. I want to check it out. I feel like we should... I have, like, a full list of releases, so we can kind of go through notable ones. I feel like we should talk about music a little bit, because that is another big Street Fighter thing. And, again, so much stuff, including um, some music, some playable characters that would come later, like, were cut out of Street Fighter 2's initial release because of uh, memory constraints. But a lot of that changed, and I think... The one piece of music that everyone can agree is is the most ubiquitous Street Fighter track is Guile's theme. Of course. Well, it goes with everything. It does. It goes with literally everything. Um, do you guys have any any <laughs> Guile's theme withstanding? Any standout uh, Street Fighter tracks? Um, Reuse. Ken's. Guile is pretty much up there. I think the only other yeah. track I think I listened up to... <laughs> Other than Guile would probably be reuse. Sure. If I, had to guess. I feel like the the music on Dalsim stage is kind of a bop. It's a I mean, it's fun this and this is why it's funny, right? And we were talking at the very beginning as to how you can under you can identify these. Yeah, when Dalsim's track plays 
first of all, it gets me to stand up, and second of all, because it's probably on a shuffle, and I immediately know it's Dalzim's theme. And that's You're ready like, to go. Oh, yeah, you... I'm like, oh shit, it's Dalzim. But um, songs or themes, like say Kami's theme or um, Chung Lee's or any of those, I don't know. They they didn't really do it enough for me. But they're all unique. I the, the thing is, even if I'm not listening to them barely or at all i can still know whose stage probably is which is crazy because i could not tell you for any other fighting game that that's the case like i i literally couldn't tell you for a good portion of fighting games i've played that i know what every character's themes are aside from street fighter and i have not played street fighter that much i genuinely just don't understand how it's such a mainstay in my brain but i imagine it's the same for you guys and everybody else as well you just know it Hey, I gotta say the uh, bonus stage music lives rent free in my head. Very totally rent free. It rightfully belongs. My whole life that, is that, bonus uh, stage. Rent also, free. Also, um, there's been a lot of good like OC remix music of Street Fighter music out there, like whole albums produced by varying artists, and it's pretty much all fantastic. Because they all have great hooks, so you can't really toss any of that stuff aside. It's just, uh, it's video game, and, and Eric, it's funny, I wasn't even thinking of that line, but you mentioned earlier that, like, no other fighting game does the music really stick in your head, and I hadn't considered that, but in the fighting game genre, that's definitely true of me. Like, Street Fighter music, I can identify from a fucking mile away if I hear, like, a slight Guile's theme on the breeze. Easy, the only but... other game I could do that is another Capcom game, Marvel vs. Capcom or something like that, like, Captain America's theme to me is absolutely amazing. Sure, sure. Yeah, but even, th- that so makes me sense. personally, too... I played Marvel's Capcom way more than Street Fighter, and maybe my ears were just not open at that time. I only know the main intro music. I want to take it for a ride for it. And the other ones, if you were to tell me like whose theme it is, I couldn't really tell you. But then again, there were plenty of characters in that game. Um, but even, and it was just referenced earlier, as Ray was saying, this is referenced also just in music. <laughs> like, I'll be listening to any track. That ends up being Oh, people random. sample Street Fighter, yeah. They sample it like it's water, man. They, like, you can... I have never heard so many samples outside of a game that I have Street Fighter. It is either the main announcer's voice, it's the select, it's the themes, it's the tokens, or five. It, whatever it is, they sample something. And I've heard it the most, honestly, in hip-hop songs, and it is awesome. Like, I love when they do that. Um... But again, it just shows you how versatile the whole brand is. Everybody just knows Street Fighter. I, I haven't met a person in this world, somebody who hasn't even played video games before. They're like, oh, yeah, I know Street Fighter. Yeah, I know, I know who Ryu they're is. They're like, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. Like, they, they, uh, they just know. It's crazy. Well, tell me about that Ryu. Yeah, what, you, what you know about that Ryu? <laughs> like, what, yeah. What's, what's interesting to me is um, that Street Fighter 2 really is where the music became a staple because like those themes just get retooled and remixed going forward and like the weird standout in that composition is most of the music in street fighter 2 was composed by yoko shimamura um which is interesting because she left the company two years later for square so street fighter 2 is the only game in the series she worked on um i think we yeah there's some let me see here. Esau Abe was a Capcom newcomer at the time, and he did the tracks for the Versus screen, and he did Sagat's theme, and here comes a new challenger. But, I mean, the main... He, he would go on to become the main composer in the following games, but, like, 
Yoko Shimomura is the the woman who made that music happen, and variations of her tracks just lived on in all the games going forward. Because if it's if it ain't broke, you know, fix it. But I just find it so interesting that those tracks are just that good that they didn't you know toss anything out with a new composer. They just retooled a lot of it. And you even hear them in the modern games, like you play. Yeah, yeah. You play Street Fighter Five, and you know Ken's music is going to be just. You know, it's the same, an updated version of that existing track. Yeah, it's a remix. It's yeah, it's an updated Always. version. But yeah, like it's they're never gonna, they're like as long as you know Street Fighter is putting out those classic characters, you're not gonna see like a major redesign of their themes. Yeah, no, there's they're too ubiquitous at this point, and they were, and a lot of that comes from how many goddamn times uh, <laughs> Street Fighter Two was re-released because you know um should i just go do that should i do the rundown of every version of street fighter 2 uh maybe not like if it was i I don't know because it's weird because so many different like even street fighter 2 like the genesis and snes versions are different enough to warrant their own mention yeah there's some weird um there's some weird some console exclusive stuff i mean Here's what I'll do then, Ray. Why don't you start us off? Is there any like particular version of Super Street of Street Fighter Two besides like what I think is the easy answer, Super Turbo, that you think is is worth really digging into a little bit here? Uh, well, I think Champion Edition really did like up some of the value in the game by you know going from adding eight, the bosses eight to twelve characters. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and Hyper Fighting was to me the first one where the speed felt correct you know because where they first added you know the turbo and you know two is really two on its own two and champion edition are really really slow it's actually like i feel a little hard to go back to those after getting used to like a super turbo or something like that yeah the speed was a big factor too because um when street fighter 2 was first coming to sega genesis i want to say um I think that would have been when the second home console iteration was coming to Super Nintendo and Capcom was just going to put out Street Fighter 2 on the Sega Genesis but they were like no no we're not going to you know get that same old version so I'm trying to find here I don't remember what the weird title was it was Street Fighter 2 Special Championship Edition was the Genesis I want to say that sounds right I know that'd be easy enough to find on like Super Nintendo boxes. Genesis ones will outlive me, you, Eric, all of us, our children, our children's children. Yeah, no, we'll we'll be long and the the Sega Genesis boxes were here before us, and they'll be here long after we're we'll, dead. We'll be buried in a coffin made of Sega Genesis boxes. If only yeah, we could be so lucky. <laughs> just have I want to be buried in Fatal Fury. Just have Sonic the Hedgehog too with a uh, Doctor Robotnik's gigantic fucking hand right over my grave. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, just cover me in decal art from Road Rash 2. Is a mean oh, beam machine excellent. the Genesis? Yeah, it's yes. the Poyo so just, game. Yeah, yeah, just have that right where my my head's supposed to be, right that's on the, the one. right in the center. Put me in Echo the Dolphin 2. <laughs> well, that's, that should be everywhere else, but you should only have a select few on the top that, that deserve the time. And then that's Absolutely. how you'll choose your. That's how you choose your coffin. What do you want around your face? Your dead face. Mike, <laughs> mean beam machine, please. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah, do you I, have Vector Man? Do, do you have Vector Man? It's like, no. I think, I agree that I think Street Fighter 2, somehow, some way, it's just going to persist 
and it'll just always be the placeholder. I mean, tell me this right now. Does, um, does Evo still play Street Fighter 2? I'm unaware of this. Side like, tournaments, probably. Uh, yeah, not not in the main queue, but there's still like a ton of people that go there to play Street Fighter Two. Yeah, I think it's still. I think it's just forever going to be a game that is kept alive and respected and just played because it just it's a piece of video game history that is still playable. If that sounds odd, I mean, it, they are they're all playable. We just talked about several of them in the past too, but like I'm not jumping at the chance to play the Super Mario Brothers. You know what I mean? Like the first one. Like, I'm not jumping at that all the time. But when it comes to Street Fighter 2, it's like I'm playing it right now. Um, But when I think of Street Fighter 2, or just think of fighting games in general, yeah, I'll load that up if I had it. Why not? Just to dick around for a few rounds. Like, that's something that I actually don't mind doing. And it's something I actually enjoy playing. And maybe it's just because, obviously, that's my taste. I don't mind a fighting game here or there. You're going to get somebody else who absolutely hates it, but... With Street Fighter 2, I always feel like somebody's at least going to go pick it up and play it and try to just pop a Hadouken off before just walking away. I don't even do that with Mortal Kombat these days. Because um, it's just, it's, I feel so far removed from it, oddly enough. Yet, when you're using the analogy that you were saying, Rich, if you saw two cabinets together, one was Street Fighter and one was Mortal Kombat, it could pretty much be any fighting game that would be on the right-hand side. I'd still pick Street Fighter. Unless it was Marvel's yeah, Capcom 2. I mean, you get, you Street Fighter's going to draw your eye, and I'm going to walk over there, and someone is going to kick my ass at Street Fighter, and I'm going to feel bad about it. But also, it's still going to be really fucking fun because Street Fighter 2 is just an insanely, insanely good game. And I, I didn't really count them amongst this, but I did want to talk a little bit about like um some of the stuff that Alpha added. And the main reason I wanted to bring that up is because I've now said the title like 30 times, but it keeps escaping me. That PS3, Xbox 360, um, Super Turbo HD Remix. Um, some Street of the Fighter stuff- 2 HD Turbo Remix. HD Turbo Remix. Yeah, sorry. Uh- <laughs> I think you're okay. <laughs> I think I'll be That's fine. Well. I think Somebody's going to be mad. Um, it took some like later development stuff from things they tried in the Alpha series that I really like. Like one of the things that stuck out to me was um in the Alpha series, uh you can do that like fake fireball with Ryu. Uh where if you hit kick instead of punch, he like makes the motion but nothing comes out. And they added that into that version, and I fucking love that like fake out move because you hit kick instead of punch, Ryu goes like he's gonna do a fireball but nothing comes back, and then he pulls back really quick. So you can sort of fake people out and like utilize the opening that they're they're making it's stuff like that is just cool and it really changes the way you play and that's the kind of shit that things like rainbow edition were, were touting that i think you start started to see leak into the changes they were making the development side well still you don't see a lot of fighting games it's just like a flat-out feint it's usually like a counter move or like a guard thing like yeah but you had to totally you like you had to take it upon yourself to counter after that it's just a literal feint attack yeah and you really don't see that often so yeah no that is still interesting yeah 100 percent um and I, I guess while we're still on that one we should talk a little bit about the weird controversy around that game uh because you, you can get it on Steam now. I can't even remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or off. Pretty recently, um, I want to say that came to Steam, that version. The the big controversy around that version of the game is, and I think it looks beautiful, like the redone art is really nice. Uh, Dave Sirloin, re- basically, he's a, a controversial figure in the fighting game community. And he was basically given free reign to retool... Um, balance on that version of street fighter 2 
And you either really love that or you really hate that, I feel like. I'm kind of indifferent, but I feel like that's unusual. I'm looking right now in Steam. Like, unfortunately, you type in Street Fighter and you get a lot of a lot of stuff. DLC probably too. Yeah, Hot Costumes. Wheels, Street Fighter, Blanca. Oh. So yeah, you know the important things. The important stuff. I can never I can never race my Hot Wheels car without the Blanca edition. Well, no, because it shoots electricity. And well, you know, we all agree the new canon Blanca and Nash are the same person. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Wait, hold up. I'm hold up. What? You joking with me right now? Oh, are you not familiar with that version of canon? Don't do this. No. Is that... um, If it's real, I don't want to know it. (laughs) It's not real. Isn't that the case with with the movie? It was the case with the movie, but... Okay. Yes. No, because that's one of those things you could have joked could have been canon, but Nash is in Street Fighter V, so that kind of precludes that whole thing. That's exactly why I just thought about that for a moment. I'm like, I have not played Street Fighter V in a while, but I know they're two separate characters. Yeah, no, no. Eric, in in, uh, Street Fighter the movie, um, they turn Nash into, like, you know, I haven't seen that movie in fucking years. Uh, but there's some sort of weird thing where Nash is kidnapped and then, like, basically tortured until he's turned feral and released into the jungle. Until he's turned into Blanca. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And he gets electricity powers because they were electrocuting him. Uh, uh, so Charlie Nash and Blanca are the same person, according wow. to that film. I do um, gotta say, I, I know the focus isn't the movie, but I just want to bring I was up. gonna say, I'm gonna give you free reign because I know you wanted to mention it a little bit. I feel like if we want to eventually down the road do like media surrounding Street Fighter, there's a ton of weird shit, but uh, Ray, I'm gonna let you take the reins here. No, I just wanted to say, I, it, pretty sure that's Raul Julia's last role. <laughs> that that's is Blanca. so unfortunate for him. It should have been the Adams Family <laughs> values. No, I mean, he was he was like really the good part about that movie. Sure. Like, as M. Bison, he was fantastic because, like, that same manic energy he brought to Gomez Adams, he brought to M. Bison. Like, he came mm-hmm. off as fucking crazy, but in the best possible way. Well, they really wanted that movie to be a big deal at the time. Like, there was, like, this whole late night circuit thing where they're talking about, like, this isn't going to be just another kung fu movie about an underground fighting tournament. Like, it's going to be a big deal and it's going to uh, have you know, this political intrigue. So they were but saying, like, what, it's not going to be Bloodsport, also starring JCVD? Yeah, Bl- Bloodsport, which is not based on a true story, in case anyone was wondering. Uh, <laughs> it, you can't have a super serious, politically toned movie where a man is yelling psycho crusher and pile driving people. That one freaking line. Yeah, the M. Bison line that I just love, where he just ends with... Uh, where he's apologizing to Chun-Li, where Chun-Li's fa- father dies, but he's like... I'm sorry. For me, it was Tuesday. (laughs) Like, that's almost a prelude to even, like, you know, like, all the memes and stuff with Thanos. It's like, I don't even know who you are. You are, yeah. Yeah, that's that's same energy. Same energy there. Um, Do we... Since I guess it, it would fall into the camp of, like, more of the Street Fighter 2 era, what level of familiarity do you guys have with Street Fighter the movie, the game? enough i've played it i own a copy of it for the sega saturn that's that's a relic that's yeah a, wait do you have the box uh i have With the insert but i i have the insert but i don't have uh, a sega Sa- i need to get a sega saturn jewel case i yeah, you can have just never those. played it in my life and i never will 
We, could, we should change that. No. I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> you just go to Rich's house. I'm not saying that as like, I'm missing out on a life here. I'm saying, I, well, I just saw it, and I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like you're, it's for You're me. home this weekend, right? We can make that happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just going to be something that I'm going to walk away from and be like, well, I guess that's life experience. We can I guess that's, I guess that's something that happened to me now. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad game. It's Street Fighter with Mortal Kombat 1 level, like, digitized animation. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Okay. Well, in that case, maybe it's n- it's not Street Fighter too good, but it's not a bad fighting game. No, no, yeah, it's not nearly as good, but it's it's surprisingly capable. If you wanted to play Street Fighter as Raul Julia, <laughs> yes, it's pretty much your only chance. <laughs> uh, it's the only fighting game that features him that I know. Wow. I mean, have you have you watched Salty Bet? I have watched a lot of Salty Bet over the years. I'm sure Raul Julia as like Gomez Adams is in there somewhere. I'm sure, but I've never been Gomez lucky Adams enough. Adams too. I I've never been lucky enough to see Gomez Adams versus Whale. Yes, or Gomez Adams versus Ronald McDonald. <laughs> versus the Grimace. I would always bet the Grimace. You always got to put your money. Always. Down. You always put your money on the Grimace. So um, actually I actually have a question for you guys. Do you think? Ask away. Do you think with Street Fighter Two? talking about how great it is because it is i couldn't help but think that over time especially again maybe i was just tainted by street fighter 5's god awful launch and just how they're handling the game over the past few years it just hasn't been good in my opinion i just i think they've mismanaged it a bit with some of their characters and whatever but do you think like street fighter is just degrading over time or do you think it's kind of just lost its way and eventually it'll find its way back to a new golden era of a Street Fighter 2 kind of game that they'll release down the road? Or are they just stuck now in this pattern of mediocre games? I feel like it's a rut you could break out of. And probably the only reason I say that is because I don't feel like it's really been progressively getting worse or anything. Like, I really like Street Fighter 4. I think Street Fighter 4 is a very good game. 5 just didn't really do much of anything for me and I can't even I'm not that much of an avid fighting game player that I could really give you a good explanation as to why mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to me if Tony Hawk can make a comeback anything anyone can. can that's true that's I, a good baseline I still feel bad that studio got absorbed because every time they well, think about it I'm like, yeah they got absorbed visions. by those sex offenders yeah. yes yes they got absorbed by pedo bear Damn. <laughs> basically Damn. Um, oh god no, it's uh, a different podcast. Street Fighter definitely can. I didn't is didn't Ono the you know he was kind of the pitch guy for Street Fighter for a long time. Didn't he leave Capcom recently? Uh, let me verify that. I didn't. I was only looking up sort of like history at the time. But yeah, you were looking up the old be- stuff. So yeah, I'd want them. I the one thing about four too, and I enjoyed four alongside you, Rich. I hated the art style of it. I just disliked it so strongly um i was hoping that over time they would just revert back to kind of like an arc systems type of game like a blaze blue or fighter z style where they just have the kind of sprite animations but still making them 3d in some way i thought it'd be really cool if they did that um or like what the king of fighters did kind of yeah exactly so yeah um yoshinoro ono sorry to interrupt there left capcom after 30 years he left this year okay that's what i thought yeah um, yeah, because I was going to note, I thought it was good that we were getting this in. This is going to be our last one of these for this year. And it's nice to get it in right into the deadline for uh, Street Fighter 2, uh, Street Fighter celebrating 30 years. Um, yeah, no, that works. This uh, uh, this past February, actually. 
No, um, but my point is, I think, and don't get me wrong, I th- love what Ono did for Street Fighter, especially the Street Fighter 4 era. He was really there, like, hyping it up all the time, making sure, like, people at Evo were freaking psyched. But I think, especially the way, from what I understand, how these older Japanese companies work, I think the game needs a new cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And I think that if someone else steps into that role as the cheerleader, I do. I think we could see a Street Fighter renaissance. And I also think, and this is kind of to piggyback off what you were saying there, Ray, it's important to look at the history of what made Street Fighter 2 so successful. The people who picked up the pieces of Street Fighter to make Street Fighter 2 were a group of developers who have said, like, we did not like Street Fighter. We didn't think it was that good of a game, and we wanted to make something that was way better. So if you could get the same sort of attitude going into a Street Fighter 6 from 5, being like, we didn't really like what Street Fighter 5 was doing, but we thought we could make something better from the pieces. I feel like that's that's your chance at success. I feel yeah. That. I feel that. And also, like, you gotta be, like, you gotta know, like, where to toe the line. Because as good as Street Fighter 3 is, the original Street Fighter 3, like, just the characters and stuff got way too far away from what people were, like, used to and comfortable with. And that's why like by Cody? the time you hit, like, third strike, like, half the original cast is back in. Yeah. You start to lose that, uh, like the the eight to even twelve cast of like the original Street Fighter two, those are the characters I feel like even people that don't play these games like can recognize. Like, oh, that's one of the Street Fighter guys, even if they don't know his name. I can't think of any of the original twelve that I would say should be cut from any future Street Fighter release. Like, I can't think. Like, I don't really keep up with the canon of Street Fighter, so I don't know if like anyone died at the end of five or something. But I couldn't think of anyone where I'm like, I couldn't think of anyone where I could say like, yeah, they're expendable. Like, yeah, cut out Vega. No, I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make sense to you. You need your claw boy. Lose it. Lose it. Well, I mean, there was that's kind of was the case a lot of the time with five, right? In terms of uh, characters they were adding and people sort of being unhappy with some of those additions but that's that's video games as a large now like you can't please everybody it's like well we want to add in fucking sakura like we're gonna do what we're gonna do isn't the last you know and you say we're hitting the end of the year and the last uh and the anniversary street fighter aren't we also hitting like yeah sakura or whatever the final character being added to five i believe so yeah, yeah. yeah Yeah, so they're they're even they're getting ready to like move that game's sunsetting, yeah. Um, And I don't know how long they coast and you know have that be a thing at Evo or whatever, but I have to imagine um, Street Fighter Six is in development in some form, and they're trying to think of what they can do to, you know, steer it in the correct direction. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what the answer is because I was never like an, enough of an aficionado of like, you know. It's like, oh well, if you change, you know, this kick from Ken, it change rates. everything. If you change the frames, I'd be like, damn. It, for me, honestly, it'd just be. I'm so superficial with it. Change the art style, and I'd be chill with it. It just right now, it just seems so jarring. And four, I kind of, I didn't care. I got over it, and I got used to it real quick, but. Sure. I don't know. Five turned me off, and then most of the character models that were coming out too, they didn't really get me interested in it at all moving forward, and I just didn't care enough. So I kind of just want to see if they're able to kind of revert back. And as for the balance and everything, yeah, I can't speak to that either, but 
I'm sure somebody could speak to it as to what the balance is for five. To my understanding, five isn't the greatest. Um, they've had to change it several times uh, for what I knew, and they had those further iterations of it where they did make those changes. So who knows? But I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? Back to your roots. Capcom, I actually have a lot of faith. In, if any company I could have faith in this so far, Capcom is on a streak from the past like five years. They're really They just made... It a really good Resident Evil that decided the best way to make a new Resident Evil was to make Resident Evil 4. Yeah. It's it, like, they're on... Actually, I think even that's too... I think that's too... Giving them not enough credit. I think over the past five to seven years, they've just been hitting it out of the park. And they've been reviving titles, doing it the right way. So I wouldn't say that this is, you know, beyond them. It's just... I think Street Fighter just needs a new coat of paint on it, so to speak. To kind of get back in the good graces of the world. I've seen more people now giving other fighting games a chance. And Street Fighter is not... Like, Street Fighter V, to my knowledge, is not that far in the spotlight compared to other games, too, nowadays. And that's kind of weird to me. Like, it's not, the, it's not the, ironically enough, the king of the fighters anymore. I've seen other games... No, that's king of fighters. Of course. That's vir- it's like, no, that's Virtual Fighter. Um, I've seen other games getting spotlit on this, and I think that's strange. I think because Street Fighter's I think Dragon Ball Fighter Z is like the the uh, the underdog story there I mean, in terms of like that for nuts. that game to have taken main stage at Evo when it came out was a, a big deal. Um, and maybe it is just getting time that you know Street Street Fighter Two. I personally think is like the greatest fighting game of all time. Yeah. But you know, maybe it's time to to move on from that. But uh, I think Capcom could definitely steer the ship. I think we could have a Street Fighter Six that people really love if some choices are made. I I would love a return to like you know classic pixel art in that sense. I don't see that happening. No, pixel um, art's way too no. It's consuming and it's, expensive. It's, it's expensive and time consuming. It would have to be I, I, if they ever did. Because right now it's locked in. I'm saying I wish they did, but I, I know for a fact the current style, if they are going to evolve, it's going to be 3D again as it currently is. The only time it would be is if another company or like Capcom gave it to a subsidiary to make something like Arc Systems on the side. Like that, that it wouldn't be their mainline game for a sure. Smaller scale, a smaller scale game, yeah. Like yeah, like that would never happen. Um, a smaller scale? Like what if everyone was smaller, pocket-sized oh, even? It's like, say that again. <laughs> Say that one more time. Smaller scale. Um, Smaller. Yeah. Smaller I mean, scale. I don't think it's beyond them. I don't think it's something that's impossible. Of course, again, I've seen plenty of games bounce back. It's just a matter of how are they going to approach it? I would really appreciate it if they didn't make any Turbo Championship editions anymore or whatever bullshit they're going to do. I really just would like them. And I know they're not going to do that here because that makes the money, but... Just make a consistent game, which I thought Street Fighter V was going to be. Unless I'm crazy. Didn't Street Fighter V have a, like their turbo championship, or was that just four? No, um, they, f- it was, there was, it was a supposed to be like a platform. Yeah, so like, if they could just do what I would like them to do, which is make one consistent game that's just a game hub um, that they keep updating, then we're golden. But it just doesn't sound yeah. like they're interested in doing that in their business model. They've kind of... Back in the day when they did this with Street Fighter 2, it had a purpose because you couldn't update it live. Like they, they, You just couldn't do it. So now, even with 4 and 5, when it was happening and they were charging you like 40 bucks a year out, like you can get Championship Edition, then a year later they had Turbo Championship Edition. Um, 
That was crazy. Super Street Fighter 4 Turbo. Yeah, like that was fucking dumb. And I hated that because it, it was just an, it's unnecessary at this stage well, of the game. In, in, in the era of modern gaming, it makes no sense. It makes because no sense. You, you have to ask why. Like, why are you charging me 40 bucks for repackaged content with some new stuff when you could charge me like 10 bucks for downloading the new stuff? Well, that's exactly. And I mean, you, you answered it almost in your own statement too, right? It's, almost, it's rhetorical when you say it because yeah. it, that's why. And, I just, and the answer is because you'll pay $40 exactly. for it. Because in the era of Street Fighter 2, it made sense. But also towards the end of that, by like 97, people were like, okay why does capcom like capcom doesn't understand how threes work like they don't know how to fucking count yeah like um not for nothing which is why they finally had to put street fighter 3 out there like not dead for valve nothing. syndrome before valve it's not yeah they were they were proto valve just to kind of without derailing it too hard it's like you take a company like even say nintendo and i just found out they'd released their mario party you know superstar whatever that was recently right with the best yeah. of the best now I hear this, and it's $60 full price. And I think that is the dumbest thing to do for a consumer base because I thought yeah, the I whole it. purpose... Yeah, <laughs> But I thought the whole purpose of the first... The original one that they just came out with was to be an online hub, right? That you can just update and just purchase DLC for. I think for longevity purposes, I think that's an excellent way to do things. Smash is the same way. Imagine... And this is what I mean when I'm saying that more games in the fighting space are getting spotlit now... Because Fighter Z did not do that. Um, Super Smash Brothers does not do that. A lot of these fighting games do not do that. They just keep giving you all the Gokus. They, yeah, they just give you more and more Gokus. And it's released in season passes. And that's okay because you have a choice there. And I think that's the smartest way to do it that's most consumer friendly. And I'm just hoping... That's the best way to market your content. For sure. And it's just consumer relationships, right? You'd feel more trusting of them if they really do you well. Which is odd because... Frankly, Capcom would say other titles in their um, repertoire, like, say, Monster Hunter, they do really good with DLC over time. Um, Absolutely. But with games like this, I'm always just curious to see, like, for Street Fighter specifically, I'm really hoping that in the next iteration, because it killed it for me for 4 a little bit, killed it for me for 5, just make a game that you just are okay with updating over time. And if you are going to have other iterations of it, at least make it damn well worth it. Because with the whole character debacle that they're releasing and... The different versions, people, from what I understand, weren't very happy with that. And it's Are you telling me you had a problem with Fight Bunny? Yeah, I do. That's right. And I'm going to fight Balrog for it. In my world, Fight Money is just regular money. I know. Balrog can't get his Fight Money. We're all... It's very problematic. And I just want them to do... I think if you do right by the consumer, you can kind of almost save the brand over time. I think it's not so much even a playability standpoint anymore. It's also just... How are they going to manage the game moving forward? Because all I know from 5, and again, I only played year 1 of 5, and I know it's gotten better since then, but that turned me off so hard because half, like 75% of the game was not even done, really. Um, what really turned me off was how bad I was at yeah. it. <laughs> that too. Like, you I'm were bad honest. at it, the game wasn't really completed, and there was all this promise of things that would come over like two years' time, but then they released another iteration of it, and you're just sitting there holding the bag, like, what the fuck? It's just, yeah, it's kind of rough. And I was like, well, I'm not going to play Street Fighter anymore for right now, because it kind of seems like it's half-assed, and I hate that. And then I just go back to play too. <laughs> like, I look at I look at my Ryu statue and I cry. Yeah. <laughs> I have failed you, and it's just Capcom looking at them instead. And uh, it, that that's what makes me want to go back to 2. It's not only just a nostalgia hit, it's just because I don't think they're hitting the same 
notes as they once did. And I'm not being plagued by nostalgia glasses because I'm not a diehard Street Fighter fan. Um, no, I I don't think it, it's there's a degree of nostalgia, but also like Street Fighter Two just feels fantastic. It's right? great. It just feels like a tight game, and the best part is it's all there. Like okay, Turbo Championship, sure, we were born probably by the time after that. Great, but if you and if you want to spend forty dollars on it on the Nintendo Switch and play a version that is hard to play because <laughs> there's no good controllers to play it with, by all means, um, you can do that. But but Evil Ryu is there, and at the time of this recording, and this sale will be long over by the time this goes up. Yeah, it is currently half like three off. Weeks. Because we're recording maybe, this maybe the day before thing. Thanksgiving. Maybe that's a good thing yeah. for everybody. Maybe you picked a... No, because we want you to spend full retail on it. Uh, yeah, of course. I want you to buy um, it again. But I don't know, guys. I feel like maybe we covered covered the bigger notes. Does anybody have anything they're they're itching to, to say about Street Fighter 2 before we finish up? Who's your favorite uh, characters to play? Again? Oh, that's a good question. What is it? Um, I find it interesting that it came out on the Commodore Amiga and DOS. <laughs> I almost. Um, uh, I was actually going to ask you guys: Have you ever played the DOS version? Have you ever played Street Fighter with the arrow keys? No, I've seen videos of it. I have never played it. Actually, the only time I have is when can I say it? It was a ROM. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> <"You're under arrest." laughs> it's like, can I say it right now? I, I think I'm going to do it. It's going to knock on the door it was, immediately. It was a ROM. <laughs> it was a ROM. Rich, by the way, it's I'm sorry for that inhaling sound when you eventually no, have to edit perfect. this. No, that was perfect. I'm oh. going to make it loud. I'm going to boost that. Because I just saw it. I just saw it on Audacity. I was looking at the wave. I was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, For the Amiga version, I'm just really sorry if you were British. I guess it sounds like a horrible way to live. I mean, you could still say that. Yeah, no, in general, but like because of the Amiga thing. Yeah, but I i mean, for my favorite character, actually, I want to separate this into two. I really want you guys to think who, about who, this for a who moment. Who do you play and who's your favorite character? Yeah, yeah, I would, exactly. I was going to say, who do you play? Because you know you can play them, but who's like your favorite character? And you know what? I'll even expand it one more time to say for a third character, who is a character you really wish you were good at? Just because. Sure. And yeah. I could start it just to kick it, but um, my favorite character to play was Fei Long. Um, my favorite character, I, I got. It's really a tie between. I love Ken. It's really a tie between Fight Money Balrog and probably Ken. I, I really love them the most, and Balrog just makes me laugh. Um, and the character I really wish I knew how to play effectively was always going to be M Bison. I always wanted to play M. Bison really well, and I just never could. I sucked at it every time. You can never Psycho Crusher? No, I don't think I could Psycho Crusher well enough, you know? Like, it just wasn't in, wasn't in the cards. I think those are good picks. Ray, where do you fall on that spectrum? A uh, character I most love to play would be the final iteration of Chun-Li. Nice. You know, when she has her fireball, she has her, like, you know, yeah. head stop, spinning, rear kick. When she has all that, I think, you know, she feels complete. That kid feels awesome at that point, yeah. Yeah, probably, you know, character I like the most, just be, like, and this is because I have, like, read the story and stuff, and I like the whole, like, you know, arc of his story is Sagat. Okay. Just because, like, you know, he has to come to terms with this giant scar on his, like, nine-foot chest, and, and that tiger knee. Yeah, character I wish I was good with, and this would be me for any fighter in which 
you have to do circle motions is Zangief. I suck at those 360s. Big bulky Zangief. Damn. Get the Mecha hurricane move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, I really, I, I played Ken probably the most. Like, I would bounce between Ken and Ryu, but uh, in later iterations where Ken actually does reward more aggressive play, like, that's just kind of how I play, so I ended up settling on Ken. Um, for similar reasons almost to what Ray said about Zagat and, like, reading Street Fighter lore and how ridiculous it gets, that's why I, and this isn't, <laughs> this isn't Street Fighter 2, this is Street Fighter on the whole, I absolutely love Cody. <laughs> because everything from the final fight lore that gets pulled in is absurd right up to street fighter (laughs) four where cody is literally fighting in a prison uniform and alpha three he was in his prison uniform too there's just a knife in the center of the stage you know knife out he's the only character i know who actually just whips that out i'm like oh shit (laughs) cody was once that He saved the city once you guys he went to jail for it he was a hero cody is is a wonderful explanation to just show what a street fight really is. He's pretty much yeah, the only one who I really go, okay, this is a street fight, not the fireballs, not the boxing gloves, like a knife. I'm like, oh yeah, now we're street fighting. Like this. And is then it. there's that street, there's that Street Fighter Five commercial where Kenny Omega is Cody. Damn, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fucking weird as shit. I'll pull it up on YouTube before he leaves. You can watch it, Eric. It's weird. amazing. I recommend anyone listening go watch that. Um, and lastly, like person I wish I was good with is Vega. Uh, I wish I could be the number one claw boy and crawl around the screen. Damn. I forget. In the old games, he could only do his crawling around in his stage, right? With the gate? Is that true? I feel like you could do it anywhere. I might, I might be wrong. Though. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to like check that. But I mean, like obviously that gate is there for him to crawl around on. Yeah, well, that's his. It's like he's a, a lizard or something, and that's his cage. Yeah, I think they changed that over time, and he could just do it now. Oh, now for sure. But I'm saying like in Street Fighter in, in Champion day, Edition. Yeah, I, I you're, you're probably so? right about that. Yeah, I think so. It was probably a stage specific thing. Well, I cool. mean, it made sense at the time when he was a boss because you're only going to see him in his stage. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But then when he was made playable, I, I'd imagine you want to rethink that sort of stuff. But who's to say how far they went with all that? Hmm. But yeah, all right. I, I guess that that's a good way to cap it off. So we've now talked for a little over an hour about Street Fighter 2 um, and a little over a minute and a half about Street Fighter 1. <laughs> Uh, there's just not a lot to say about the game. I mean, I played it for the first time two days ago, and it just wasn't yeah, fun. It's not that good. No. Um, but it, it 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 made what I think is probably one of the best games ever. So to end it, we'll do what we normally do. Like, yeah, Street Fighter Two is incredibly important. I think we've said that enough times over. And there's about a million ways to access it at this point. So I think Street Fighter Two is totally worth spending money on to play in 2021. I think. That 30th anniversary collection is like the best value and you can get it pretty much anywhere. Yes. That 30th yeah. anniversary collection is a steal even at full price. And just a reminder for the kids out there nowadays, both Ken and Ryu are in Smash Brothers. That's true. They're Smash Boys. And if you know their uh, Street Fighter combos, you can pull them off in Smash. And they're stronger versions. It's great. It's cool. Yeah. Um required you gotta play it and you'll have a good time playing it too and chances are 
you've heard of it in some fashion and you wouldn't mind playing it. You'll get sick of it maybe after one if you can't pull off a fireball, but the second you can, you're rolling. Oh, not can, can, sorry. The second you're the playing second is can. You're good, but I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, everybody should at least try once. 2021, if you can get it on the... I mean, even if you want to pay full retail, as Ray was saying, I think it's worth it. If you can get a really good edition for it, why not? Um, Hell yeah. People still play it online, too. That's the wildest thing. Like, you can and they'll still actually, kick your ass. Yeah, go, you can be oh, sure yeah. that whoever is online out there today is going to kick your ass. And if you, pick up the thir- the so. if you pick up the 30th anniversary edition, just beware, anyone still playing Street Fighter 3 is a stone-cold assassin. Yeah, yeah, that Stone makes a lot cold. of sense. All right, guys, let's bring into wrap up here. Uh, this has been Chomping at the Bits. We are a podcast in the Sword Chomp Network. We have a bunch of other podcasts over at SwordChomp.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can hear me occasionally, Ray, over there as well. Over on the website, uh, we're doing a lot of writing. You can find me on Twitter at the Richmeister Zero. Um, I believe Ray is at Ray's Gaming Rants, and uh, Eric, if I'm not mistaken, you are at Beautiful Eric. But uh, anybody else have any any final thoughts, or we're gonna bust out the door? Uh, I'd say let's wrap it up. I, this is a good talk. This is a good talk. Let's hit the road, and we will see you guys in 2022. We don't know what we're gonna be talking about yet because we're gonna figure that out as soon as we hit stop. So. Gonna be Croc, right? Nope, Eric, Glover. For joining Glover, me. Glover, I'm done. Gotta love the glove. Had fun. That's our motto for January. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.